Hey, welcome back. You're listening to or you're watching From the Gar Office with Micah Foster, a podcast all around faith in the digital space. We talk to pastors and ministry leaders, volunteers, and people who are interested in utilizing digital to reach the world, their communities, and even their neighborhood. So today I have a special conversation with a church planter, Cody Wallace, who's been the who's been the pastor of Journey North County, uh, close to San Diego. They've been hit with the pandemic, just like the rest of us. They were in a theater, they moved out of the theater. Uh, Cody talks about some leadership mistakes that he feels uh, leaders could, could learn from, I could learn from um, right now. And, uh, and, and they've come back into a, a, another situation, another opportunity to merge with another church and he's gonna help develop and become their digital pastor, their associate pastor, and also emphasize digital ministry. And uh, and their church gets to also have physical spaces in the same space they were already meeting in. So a lot of good things, it's a great story. And I hope that you appreciate this content, appreciate his vulnerability in sharing it with us. So let's enjoy. So Cody Wallace and the pastor of Journey Church, we are in Carlsbad, California. Uh, so we are, Situated um, not quite halfway, but uh, map-wise, it looks halfway between LA and San Diego. So we're in a we're basically LA to San Diego is all beach towns along the coast, and we're in the larger of those beach towns. Right, right. And you planted the church how long ago? Uh, let's see. We'll, we're about to hit our three-year anniversary. Awesome. So yeah. And you mm-hmm. guys were you were leasing a, a theater and renovating. Is that right? Yeah, so when we, um, so I came from a church plant. Uh, I was the associate pastor at a church called Parkside Church in Oceanside, California. Um, and that church helped launch us um, as a church plant, uh, as their first church plant out. And, uh, and so I was with Parkside and helped start that church. Um, I, we were with them for about three and a half years or so. Um, and then... Uh, we launched from there, and then we uh, we were in a school the whole time at Parkside, and just felt called to maybe try to find a location that was a little bit different than uh, kind of the typical school or theater setup. And uh, and so we just were praying over facilities. Our our area is pretty expensive for commercial property, so right. uh, we knew buying was definitely out of the picture, <laughs> and even leasing. Yeah, yeah, I mean it was you know le- leasing a property is was nuts still. So. Um, <clears throat> we didn't know what was going to happen there. Um, I have a, I have a good friend named Sean who owns local businesses in the area. And so he owns like a action sports stuff, paintball parks, oh, laser cool. tag arenas, yeah, things like that. He was looking for a new spot for a laser tag arena. And in that process of looking for a new spot for a laser tag arena, he asked me to come with him. I do, we did some work together on some things. And so we went to this, random uh abandoned theater that was built in 1960 i think and uh we wow. ran into there and he wanted to turn it into like a family entertainment space and uh, we were looking through and i just said hey um what do you think if i use part of this and turn it into a church he said no and i said okay <laughs> sounds good um and so i was like well how can i help you then and uh, and so we were looking at it as a family entertainment space. And anyway, he came back a little bit later and said, well, I'll take half of it. You take half of it. And let's work out something. Oh, wow. um, and so that kind of began our process of so now we have a, a theater that 
is old and is you know needs a ton of work, but it's cheap because because it is old and needs a ton of work. So it's cheap. It's, it's you know it's twenty one thousand square feet, and you can't get that in our area without paying somewhere around fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a month. So um, it was, and and we got it for much much less than that. So that's what kind of started for us is, is we, we were able to get into the theater, just start renovating and working on it. And, uh, we, uh, we were getting ready to launch our first services. Easter of 2018 would have been, what well, was our, was our first service. But as we were getting the space ready, we had the wildfires that came through. I don't know if you remember that yeah. in yep. late 2017. Yep. So we had, we had wildfires that rolled through. And so I have a lot of church plant, plant friends in the area and none of them can meet because you can't, you couldn't meet in the school at the time. All the schools were uh, evacuated and everything. And so they were just looking for spaces to meet for a couple of weeks. And so the very first thing we did in the theater was we did something called the evacuation services where we brought <laughs> all of our local church wow. friends together That's into cool. one space. And uh, fortunately, we had been working on the theater a little bit before that, or it wouldn't have been ready. But it was we had just got it to where we could technically have services in there. And so we brought four local church plants together and ran evacuation services for a couple weeks. Wow. Um, so we, uh, we we ran two two services, so two back to back services, and then we just had so we had four four pastors. So okay. um, I think the the most fun part about bringing four pastors together is deciding who's going to speak. So that's fun. And uh, so we, we just kind of divided up the best we could and, and worked it all out. But it was great. It was great. We got to, we got to pray together. We got to uh, kind of shared some speaking things and, and brought our churches together. It was awesome. 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 So, so then uh, COVID hits. You have a new, uh, a new challenge. You can't meet all this kind of stuff. And you guys start rethinking everything. So how's that been going? Yeah. Okay. So we were, we, we were at this point in the theater, like I said, almost three years and we are trying to figure out what to do next. We have uh, now part of our story too, is that I own two businesses with the church plants. Um, and where that matters for the church plants is that the businesses were feeding funds into the church plant. So my wife and I ran the businesses, but didn't, take any uh salary or anything from it so that the businesses could pay for the lease on the on the theater so we paid some electricity bills things like that so that's part of the whole package and that matters because when covid hit the first thing to go is the businesses right so um we yes. had a kids play gym that yeah. we owned and then you know all of a sudden there's no revenue for six seven eight months um with no revenue stream in sight and uh and so there's just no with with the same bills that are due. So nothing changed as far as the money that we owed. Uh, it's, it's just that, that we had no way of making revenue. So anyway, we we basically went through all of our funds to kind of keep everything going. Hmm. And when it ran out, it ran out. So yeah. um, we then had to make the choice to close Kidsville Play Gym as our business. Um, so we we had to close that down. Which also Kidsville Play Gym was also our kids area for Sunday mornings for Journey Church. Oh wow! So it was both it was both open every day in our in our kids ministry facility, and so now we you know our kids ministry facility is now permanently closed because we can't afford it anymore. Um, and then and then so that happened first. Then we get into the theater, and the theater started to get the same situation as we can't really meet inside of it. We were doing outside drive-in services for a little bit, but those that's kind of a cool novelty at the beginning and that wears uh, off kind of quick, off. especially with family <laughs> with kids. 
Yeah. Yeah. That, that, gotcha. With kids, it's difficult. I mean, even, you know, we, we're obviously very devoted to our church. And my wife was right. like, I don't like this. So, yep. so that's a good indication of like, okay, maybe we should do something else. So um, at that point, we went fully online, like a lot of churches, you know, are doing. And just kind of exploring the best way to do that and the best way to continue to reach people. Then we got to a point where we where we just couldn't. Same thing happened from Kidsville to the theater. We couldn't afford it anymore. It, we just can't. Um, we couldn't. Yeah. We couldn't keep going and paying the bills when when uh, we just couldn't afford it. So we uh, we got to the point. Where we said, okay, what if we kind of reimagine um, the way that we are doing things, the way that we're doing mm-hmm. church? What if we right. go to like a strong online context, not just during COVID, but, you know, whenever, whatever post COVID looks like actually post COVID as well. Um, and so that's when I just began looking around at, you know, is there, uh, is there a facility that we could use that would allow us to, uh, do online well, where that's kind of our big focus. Right. And in the process, I found a facility called the film hub. Um, and the film hub is a facility that, uh, YouTubers work out of there. Uh, they make commercials out of there. They do small TV shows out of there. So it's basically studio sets and podcasting rooms, green screen rooms, things like that. Mm Um, and so anyway, we made the, the choice to, to go into there. And then I hit, and this is Micah where we haven't fully caught up on this Right, because that's kind um, of the last thing we were talking about. And then I was yeah. like, hey, I'm going to fly down and see what you guys are doing. And then I had a hiccup with, I got COVID, and so I couldn't fly down. So then I'm like, hey, let's catch up. So yeah, tell me what's been going on. Tell me, I'm anxious to hear what this, uh, what has happened since then. So this will be a great leadership lesson that I had to learn the really hard way. So maybe if for you or anyone who is, potentially listening here uh i i wish i didn't have to learn it this way but this was tough so here's what we did it it is a massive pivot to go from a in-person service you know in a you know good size theater that everyone's kind of used to that setup so you know for three years we're not only we're a church plan but we're not a church plan in the sense of no one's setting up no one's tearing down no one is you know we're not doing all that stuff We're, we're there we're in that facility our band walks in and within 10 minutes ready to play. Yes. Um, which is not our situation at Parkside, the church we came from. We were, you know, spending three hours to set up and then another couple yep. hours to tear back down. Mm-hmm. So, so, so we're making a pretty big pivot. And so we take a day and do a full day leadership retreat uh, at Film Hub. And so we do a full day leadership retreat there. We walk our leadership team through everything, kind of walk through the ins and outs of what this could look like. We talk about where the church is going, kind of big C church in general and the trends of the online ministry and and, uh, where that's going. And at the end of that one day retreat, after I've walked everyone through the plan, the transition, where the church is going, where our church specifically is going, we walk through all that in a day and we get to the end of it and our, our leadership team pretty on board. In fact, this was a meeting I was I was worried about. I was like, I don't know if they're going to be on board with this, and I don't know, you know, if they're on board, this is going to stop everything. Right, leadership team's pretty on board, and so uh, I was like, okay, this is this is good. Now, part of that is I just spent the whole day with them, sure, explaining every single you know thing that I have in my head is is out on the table at this point. You know, so I spent the whole day with them. I'm explaining everything. They're on board, and uh, and then we we go through that process. 
as we go through the process, though, then the leadership team over the next, say, two, three, four weeks kind of being, being coming back to me and saying, hey, this person's really worried, talking about some of the families in our church. This person is really uh, doesn't like this idea. Or So um, then I make the decision, okay, I'm going uh, to do a, a Zoom call with every single family in our church, which wow. in hindsight. Like collectively? Or individually? No, individually, individually. So wow. scheduled somewhere between like 35 and 50 Zoom calls. Um, and just a lot. So, my, so I, I basically, my schedule got cleared. And basically what happened was it was just Zoom calls every single day with families. That was all I was doing every single day. Wow. Um, and uh, realize now it's such a big pivot that should have happened on the front end. Um, I made the assumption, and here's my, here's my leadership mistake, I believe. I made the assumption that the buy-in from my leadership team translated into the buy-in from our families. And that ah. turned out not to be true. Um, and, and then what happened, it was kind of the reverse, is once we got strong pushback from our families, that translated into pushback from our leadership team. Sure. So that it, it kind of came back at me. And so... Yeah. So anyway, the decision I made the decision there to say, okay, let's let's um, let's have a Zoom call with every single family, explain what we're thinking about doing, and then um, just say, you know, let's hear your honest feedback and just get feedback from everybody. So kind of like a survey, yes. but with 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 full feedback. Right. So anyway, went through that process, and kind of the determination was about eighty percent of our families did not like this direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be clear, the direction was we were going mostly online. So our, our strategy was kind of threefold in this new model. The first part was uh, online service every week, even post pandemic, but done in a as quality way as we could do it. So in a filming space, you know, hopefully good uh, cameras and, and just kind of doing a really good online service, but doing a service around the camera. So the services were going to be 30, 35 minutes total. Um, yeah. They were going to be, you know, a lot shorter. I'm going to be speaking to the camera directly. We're going to be engaging with our online audience, all those kind of things. And the was, second it part be, of it was, was it going to be right. live or pre-recorded? Pre-recorded. Like you, okay, yeah. So pre-recorded. simulated yeah. live, basically. And, and, and by the way, we, and we, we started doing this. So, so like, we, we got about four services into that kind of pre-recorded mode. And so we were actually already on the path to doing that. We, we had moved into Film Hub, by the way, at this point, too. So, um. Moved out of the theater, moved into Film Pub. The second part of it was I knew we still needed some in-person aspect. So we were going to do something called First Sundays, which is, was going to be the first Sunday of every month. We were going to meet together as a group. So watch parties every week. So the idea is that you're going to be not by yourself watching. You're going to be in a house having a meal with a family at the church. Anywhere between six and ten people in a watch party every week. And then one big group together every first Sunday of the month. And so we're going to bring everyone together for that. The film hub had like a cafe space that would hold about a hundred people, and so that was kind of our our idea there. That maybe we do one service there if we got larger, a couple services out of that cafe space once a month. Um, and the third part was what we were just calling community meetups. We just really wanted to develop community as best we can. Community better than the service we were having on Sunday. So these were mom park dates, hikes, basketball games that that would just be on the website every week. You could jump in and be a part of community so that was kind of our threefold kind of idea first sundays community meetups and then online watch parties and uh we went through the survey we talked to uh 
you know, all of our families and, and about 80% were like, oh, we, we do not like this idea. We really want a, a service on Sunday. One of the big concerns was kids are, uh, the majority yeah. of our families are young families that have kids. Mm-hmm. And so sure. they're like, you know, they're worried about, um, you know, our kids aren't going to get the same quality of a service that they would have gotten before. And we were worried about their development in that. And I understood that. that. That was a piece that we were, um, we thought we kind of had figured out, but we were definitely still working on. So that was, that was a big piece that was in progress. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was a big concern. Um, and I think the other concern was just the people were used to going to church on Sunday morning. And, <laughs> and I mean, you, you know, all of a sudden you say, okay, we're going to do this in houses. And people were like, well, we don't want to be a part of a house church. And so my, you know, I'm like, well, this isn't a house church. This is different, but it's, it is in houses and it is, you know, getting people together and is, is a different format. So, um, we got a lot of pushback. Uh, so, so what do we do at that point? Right? Like we, right. uh, uh well, I'm, I'm losing buy-in. Um, yeah. uh, my families are not in on this idea. And, uh, so we start kind of praying and figuring it out in, in the process of doing all this. I, I determined, okay, I want, the theater because it's a great space i want the theater to be used by a church i don't want just some business to come in there and take that over i want some church in our community to be able to use this so i have a good friend in the area his name is josh and he runs a church called the station church and they've been a church plant for nine years now and for the last three years of that nine years um they've been raising they've been doing a campaign to raise money to eventually get to a permanent facility so they're like uh ready to go whenever they can find something and so uh, I just gave him a call and said, hey, we're, we're moving out of the theater. think you guys think this might be a good fit for you guys um, to move into it. And I know you guys are raising money and that kind of thing. And, you know, I think you guys some, could do some, some good things there, things that we weren't able to do. I mean, we were, like I said, we were at this point two and a half years in. Right. Um, you know, we're really young. And we even when we launched, we launched from another church plant. So we were, we were bootstrapped from the beginning. We weren't. Launched uh-huh. out of a larger congregation or church. We were really bootstrapped right. financially. And so um, all the work we did in the theater was like we raise, you know, five ten thousand dollars here, do a, do a small project, do it all over again. We didn't have a, any kind of large budget for it. So anyway, they, they're ready to go. They move in. Um, they're, they're, they're pumped. They're excited. And their church is very similar to ours. Mm-hmm. Um, they, their demographics are similar. Josh and I are friends. And, and um, anyway, so... He moves in to the church. They get going immediately, renovating everything. Um, this coincides with us just really hitting a wall <laughs> where we're like, we're struggling. I'm trying to, um, you know, y- you know this well, Michael, but leadership is is very lonely at the top, especially when things aren't going well. And uh, I kind of hit that wall where I thought I really had it figured out. I mean, we had a plan laid out, ready to go. And, uh, but... It, taking all my families through this plan that they didn't want to be a part of, which wouldn't be a good move. It wouldn't be smart. And, um, and so it was just, I, I got to a point where I was like, man, I just, I'm not sure exactly what to do here. Um, you know, we, we were in this weird middle ground catch 22 space where we, uh, we have moved out of the theater we right. go with this digital strategy, right? Digital strategy. People don't like, you know, and so we're caught somewhere between the theater and film hub, with no home and no real strategy at this point. Wow. Uh, which is scary. It's a scary place to be in, right? Um, yeah. Uh, so it's probably good you didn't visit me during that time because that wouldn't have been very helpful for either one of us. <laughs> <I don't think. 
<laughs> it was God ordained COVID. You know, I just I just yeah. needed to be in bed. Yeah. So so that's where you're at currently, right now. No, or or you no, have another no, we, we, another we, development. We, 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 we have a development, so we, we have, okay. we've, we've come we've come out of that. So very good. Um, I'm glad yeah, we you're not there. That. <laughs> What's that? I'm glad you're not stuck right there and just trying to figure it out. That's the worst. No, no, no. We we, we were we were stuck for a couple weeks, um, yeah. and, and and that just kind of led us to like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna pray about this. I'm gonna have like conversations with some wise people, kind of in my local circle here, and, and yes. just kind of figure out, okay, what's our and we're we're part of a denomination too, so we. We reached out there and just said, "Hey, do you have any advice for us?" And and um, you know, what what are your thoughts? So we we just reached out and, and just kind of took some advice, talked to some different people, prayed, and, and tried to kind of figure out what the next move was. In that process, and this is kind of the beginning of the unstuck portion. So, and this is important to understand for me is I have a conviction, Mike. I think you already know this, but I have a conviction that the future of the church there is a lot of of digital practice that needs to go into that. Um, that there will be people that will see your church, that will probably even attend your church digitally, maybe for months, maybe forever, um, that will maybe never walk through the doors of your church. Um, it, they just want to be digital. And so um, I, I'm convicted that we have to go beyond live streaming a live service from our facilities to actually doing ministry online for people, doing discipleship online doing evangelism online doing all these things online for people um where they can still get those experiences while still maybe not choosing to come into the church we would love if they come into the building we would love if they come to the church but just a realization that might not happen um and that's not the ultimate goal the ultimate goal before was live stream a service well enough that people get the concept and they come into the building and i think that is still a goal but i don't think that's the goal anymore and so it was out of that conviction that we said, okay, we got to do something a little bit different. Um, so with that idea, um, you know, that's just kind of rattled around in my brain. Like I, we still need to do this, but we're kind of in this middle stuck point. And, and I, I think looking back, my big mistake was I essentially over indexed. I, I thought, okay, we we're, we're in this basically fully in-person service pre COVID right. that we're doing just a little bit of live streaming on. And so I over-indexed the other way and said, okay, now we're going to do like basically a 90% digital service with some in-person parts. And so I went from kind of one almost extreme to the other without kind of pulling somewhere in the middle. So we're in this process. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking through this and trying to really figure it out. And then uh, Josh and I, Josh is the pastor that moved into the theater of the station church. We start talking and he said, hey, I, I hear your heart on this. We're not very good at this. What, what do you think if... Um, we put all the money into the theater. We'll renovate it in three months. So make it you know, almost a brand new space. Um, we combine our groups together. You become our digital pastor and also have some others, you know, main speaking roles and that kind of thing. I'll be the lead pastor. And then we combine this thing together where we can kind of do both well. Um, which included for us, um, actually, eventually building a, a studio in the theater and building spaces specifically for digital um, that we would be able to use. and the, but, but then also giving back the component to our people of, of having a Sunday morning service. Right. Um, and, that, and 
and sort of children's and family ministry components as well that right. that e- uh, put at ease all of those worries for the <laughs> and you get to use the space that you've been dreaming about yeah and, th- and that was that was another piece of it that i didn't realize as we started talking to some of our families i i just didn't realize i i cast the vision really hard on that theater space for almost three years at this point. yeah yeah and 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 people saw a final version of the theater in their heads that now we were never going to get to right and uh and and there was a lot of time investment into that there's a lot of you know thought and prayer and just uh uh you know just a lot of work that went into even getting the theater from unusable to usable as a church space but it definitely was not in its final version and there's there's a lot of vision cast around that and i kind of pulled the rug out from under that vision very quickly and uh and that was you know in hindsight that was a mistake and so so I allowed us, uh, and that's a big part of it because that this kind of merger would not be as clean and would probably be more difficult if we weren't going back into the same space. So the the, the vision that was cast three years ago is still alive, just in a slightly different context. Right. Um, but then I still get to do the things that I'm convicted about, um, and the things that you know we think so. Basically, we land somewhere where we kind of get to keep the things that, that people really, you know, loved about the vision of our yes. of our church, the things we're doing. But we get to also add in these new components that are big convictions of mine as well. Yes. So we kind of get to meet in the middle versus over-indexing one way or the other. Yeah. So you guys have made you you, you went from an, an in-person, pretty much exclusively church. Pretty much, right? You were probably recording and then posting later stuff, you know, yep. as many of us have had been doing for years, you know, hoping that if someone missed the service, they would go back and watch it, which they never did. So mm-hmm. it was, <laughs> you know, they never did unless they were a part of a uh, a large church with a ton of production that, you know, if, unless you mm-hmm. were Life Church or North Point. Or one of these guys who just, they just, you can't even compare um, what you're posting, what what I was posting. And so they never watched it. And if they were mm-hmm. missing, then they, then, they, they, then they have the option to go watch their favorite pastor. Right. Favorite celebrity pastor or whatever. And you guys have like The Rock down there. And you guys got some big guys down there that people like to watch outside of yeah. normal church with you. Like you're their church. But they also like to supplement from here and there and there, and, and there's a lot of yep. good. There's a lot of good. We do that too, you know, as mm-hmm. as the leaders. So there's a lot of good that can happen, a lot of growth that can happen from that as well. No problem with that. But they're not going back and watching the service they missed from their home church. Yep. So, mm-hmm. so then you went completely online, and now uh, through pain and discovery, uh, you're in maybe. What could be the sweet spot? Uh, that that the struggle, individual struggle as a leader, may not be as hard. May not be. We don't know. We're not there. Um, but but you get to pursue the things that God has placed on your heart as core convictions of what needs to happen in the church, while also the people of the church are served in a way that that they really want and need right now 
and uh, and you get to share that leadership load. I think that's a beautiful thing. So you've went physical to digital, and now you're what they call fidgetal, which is like that <laughs> uh, dual-pronged approach, which we've talked about as a church as well. Uh, how do we get to a dual-pronged approach? And uh, and right now we're, we're all digital, right? Mm-hmm. But we know at some point people are going to want some physical. Um, and now we're the place where, like, the facility we were using went into contract with a, a new church plant. Um, I think they were just waiting for the opportunity to swoop in there. And, you know, it's like, hmm. it, it, but they can't meet there anyways because it's closed. So they're just, mm-hmm. you know, we ended our contract because I'm like, I'm not going to pay. I'm right. keep paying <laughs> and uh and you know a facility is a facility and so 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 i'm not sure what the future looks like for us at two cities church but th- what you've got going i think is we're going to hear more and more of these stories i think that's i think this time and this disruption is is what is going to push a lot of those mergers and going to push a lot of those, hey, we need to be good at both. Um, and it's going to kind of help people define where they want to be and which lane they want to be, and but but still have a symbiotic relationship that that makes sense. So, man, I'm excited to see what happens. Now, I I, I looked at your, uh, your guys' Facebook page and a couple things before, and so I saw something with the station. And then I looked at their website, and their website said that they had – uh, temporarily combined services with Grace Church or something. Yeah, so it looks yeah, like yeah. there's a lot of moves happening down there in your area. <laughs> is that still yeah, so a thing? Like, <laughs> yeah, let me, let me. That is confusing for sure. Um, let me kind of explain what that is. So, so we, um, um, the Station Church is going back into like limited in-person services right now. Yep. Um, and but with no facility, right? The the theater is not. It's it's. Not ready. You know, it's renovated. It's it seems uh yeah, you can't have services in there right now. Everything's drywalls down, floors are torn up, all that kind of stuff. Right? So, um, we have another local church that's an established church, been around for a while, or large church called Grace Church that is like a few miles down the road from our theater. Um, and uh, the pastor is uh, friends there with Pastor Josh, the pastor of the Station Church, and so they just said, "Hey, we would like to offer you a facility on Friday nights." Um, if you want to, uh, you know, meet in kind of limited capacity on Friday nights, we'll offer the facility to you for that. And so that's what that, so that, that, that partnership is by it. And so in exchange, uh, Grace has services on Sunday morning. And so, uh, Josh occasionally speaks there and kind of helps out there, but that will be, um, that's a, that's kind of just a temporary facility partnership until we get into the theater. So Understood. on Friday, so we're we're doing Friday night stuff there now. It just started, and um, we are uh, that's just the station and Journey Church on Friday nights, but in okay. in Grace's facility. So it's a uh, hey, it's, it's all a weird resources, right? But yeah, it's all kingdom all, resources. Now, okay, so tell me how I got two questions. Number one, I'll let you respond to that, and then I'll ask you the second one. One, how are your families feeling about all this now? Much better. So, so we we did a we did a second round of Zoom calls, um, okay. 
and uh, and just kind of talked to different families and got feedback on hey what what you know so and this was before before we the lesson I learned was don't sign off on this decision until we do this these kind of family calls first so wasn't going to go full in until we had the calls and make sure that everyone was on board and and um, um, you know any major change you're gonna lose a few families in the process yeah. but the majority are on board so um, so the feeling was much better about this direction than it was about the direction that we were going. And they still love the digital aspect. I think it's one thing to remember, though, that, and this is something I forgot in the process, the, the digital aspect, as, you're, as we're thinking about that, is really geared toward the people who don't know about our church yet. Um, not necessarily the, the families that are currently part of our church. Like, they're, the families that are part of our church if we do a digital offering, if we offer in person or an outside service, like they're going to, they're going to make that work. They're going to make that happen right. um, in some capacity. But when I'm thinking digital, I'm actually thinking about more of like, yeah, our families, but also reaching new families in our community who are not, you know, yet part of our church at all. Um, but we can't do that while also forgetting about what's good for our, our families who have been with us all along. And that was, uh, that was where we kind of had a misstep there. You were hoping that in planting a new digital church, the physical church would come along and support that new vision, basically, because uh, it was going to be a new thing, like a completely new thing. Uh, it was not going to be part of all the vision that had been cast <laughs> for the past years, right? It was going to be like, hey, yep. we're in a new season. Maybe that vision was was great for a, a different time, but we need to adjust. And so you were hoping that everybody would, would come along. And I, man, that is, that was a bold move. And I really appreciate you sharing with me your, your leadership wisdom there and what you learned. And I, maybe it had to happen that way. You know, maybe it, we, maybe it needed to happen that way so that you could be positioned to make the move, uh, to merge and that sort of thing. It would be a lot harder to, to make that move if you hadn't moved out and already had your mind set on something else. So, uh, second question. So what have you formulated and what is going to be the, the sort of digital strategy for, is it going to be called the station church? What, what's, how are you going to merge the names or what's going to happen there? Uh, there's a great book called Better Together by Warren Bird that really like walks you through all the questions you should ask in any kind of merger situation. So if you're considering, you know, ever merging or thinking through that, that's a great book to go through. At this point, I felt super behind and I had never had any experience with mergers and I, I believe in, uh, in reading wisdom very much. So I, I got that book, read it in 24 hours and literally wrote down every question I could think of, of problems that we could have issues and through that book it, it kind of walked through four different types of mergers so when we say merger merger the merger term is really the umbrella yes uh, under over like what could be very different mergers so yes an example of that would be a, a very traditional church that has maybe the resources in a building but a younger church plant that comes in that has the momentum some younger families some people um, that merge that's not our merge but that would be an example of one that could have some snags right have some hang-ups it could be great but it's you know you're going to merge two different cultures together that's going to be yes. very difficult 
our merge is more of a, a acquisitional merge. And so uh, we are station is merging it is is basically taking everything that would be journey church at this point. Um, and we feel the most comfortable about that because we don't have a lot of those um, cultural hurdles in place our our families are very similar and part of this process too is we're having these friday services to kind of ensure that that we have a a good walk into this we're not just like launching into it immediately so we're going to have you know three months or so of these friday services where our groups are combined our worship teams are combined i'm going to share some of the speaking duties um all, all that kind of thing so uh, so, but it, w- it would be an acquisition. We would become the station church. I would become the digital dash associate pastor. We're kind of working on how that title fits, but basically the number two under under Josh and, and yeah. working a lot on our digital stuff. Yes. Um, and then and then using this the eventual space to build out digital specific spaces that we can be able to use. But we would in this scenario we would be giving you know we would be handing our our bank account over. We would be together, uh, you know, combining some of our board members. Um, staffing is is something that 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 we are in process of figuring out. You know, how do we how do we combine our staff? Does all the staff stay? Do we, um, you know, do we we have to work out payroll and how what that looks like? Um, you know, we're just combining everything. So yeah, we are we are an acquisitional merger where we go into the station church with with our assets. So legally, right now. You're two entities, and you're going to be working towards one legal entity that takes over everything, and there's sort of a acquisition surrender uh, that's happening. That's right. So, so at, at some point, um, the Journey Church 501c3 will be shut down, and, and will be everything will be acquired by uh, the Station Church. So that, you, that's the plan. That's separate right now, but that'll did, happen eventually. Did uh, did Journey have a, a PPP loan? Yes. So do you have to kind of wait for all that to get buttoned up before you shut down everything? Like forgiveness I, I don't think and so. all that. I, I mean, I, I know I know of other business. Well, I'll, I'll give our, our an example. We okay. we have shut down our Kidsville business, but we yes. had a PPP loan for them that we can still work on getting everything taken care of through that, even though the business is legally shut down. So okay. I don't think that's holding us up. I think, it, and we're not really held up. But it's more of a, um, um, we are just taking the, the time to kind of work through it as two. Like, there's no reason for us to have to be one entity right now. Yes. Um, and so we're just kind of taking the time as two. But for sure, by the plan is to launch together in Easter, just depending on how okay. COVID's going yes. and everything. Um, that we, we plan for the theater we're working every day people are in the theater working on it. so the plan is is for the theater hopefully to be ready by easter and to launch into that then and then for sure you know multiple weeks before then we would combine so it'll happen in the next month or so most likely wow wow well congratulations you you you, fi- you figured out a path man that's half the battle right now is figuring out a path forward and in learning because you've been uh laboring for this vision, you've been laboring for this church, for this community. You love this church, this community, and uh, and God God started messing with you a little bit personally in what you felt needs to happen for the church, and blessed you with an opportunity to pursue that. Man, that's awesome! So, uh, I think this will be. I think uh, is there anything in this interview that I cannot share 
that you would not be comfortable with me sharing with anybody? I don't think so. I think I think the most of the stuff that we is is now pretty public, public knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the the key to know is that like we're not we're not merged yet. So I think that's important to it's know. In process. Not, it's, it's in process. It's in process. Yeah, it's 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 not. Um, now we've you know we, we've announced it from our Friday service stage that this is this is going to happen that we're we're praying through it, but this is the direction that we are headed. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we've announced that publicly. It's just important to know that it's not um, it's not official yet. We're not officially merged, and and uh, we're we're in process. So. Cool, cool. Well, I think I actually think this would be really helpful for a lot of people who don't uh, who are not there yet, but are on their way to to having to make some of these hard calls you guys have made and making some of the, the mistakes that you feel that you've learned from. And so. I really appreciate you taking the time to fill me in, talk to me. I'd love to come down yeah. still at some point and see. Yeah, yeah. Especially as you guys have redone this uh, this facility and and kind of envision what this what this next stage looks like for for how you're going to approach the digital side of the job. I'd love to learn what you guys are learning uh, because I, I'm I'm of the same conviction of you. Uh, there's a whole mess of people out there. Who are never going to walk into a facility, and uh, and they're going to be finding community, faith community online, and engaging with that like they would a normal, like we would have hung out, right when we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. We would have right called each other up, hey, I'm on my way over or whatever. People are doing that, but they're hanging out over like a Call of Duty session, especially right. men. Yep. It's so cra- it's so crazy. Um, you know, men, especially men who are uh, blue collar workers, they're not on a computer all day. They're not at a desk all day. They're on the UPS truck or whatever. They come home. They, they work in a warehouse, uh, uh, um, you know, some other place. They come home and they log in for a couple hours and decompress with the boys. Um, mm-hmm. That could easily be a small group for them you know what i'm saying so it's like yeah it's like there's a lot of opportunity because uh uh, there's a there's a lot of necessity almost to reach people where they're at where they're hanging out where's the virtual water cooler so um it's getting harder and harder to get men to a service unless they're Mm -hmm. pulled by their family and their sense of like i guess we need this or my wife needs this or my kids need this and so how do we engage these guys it's super clear to me now working through it that the way we're traditionally doing church plus a digital experience is 100% both and not either or. Um, and uh, and really got to flesh that out more and more, but um, and kind of what that looks like for us. And I think that the Big C Church will be doing that over the next couple of years, really fleshing out what that looks like. But absolutely, a, a church without a strong digital strategy, without a strong community strategy, is going to be in trouble, I think, in in the future. Um, if we're just relying on people coming on Sunday morning, I, I think we're going to find that's a bad strategy. If our goal is simply to get uh, viewers and digital people into a physical space, yep, I, I think we lose a lot of opportunity. I think we have a better we have a better opportunity to get digital viewers to a service opportunity in the community than we do to a service in a building. Like, hey, we're gonna go feed the homeless. Mm-hmm. Would you guys like to join me? I know you usually watch online, but it's a great way to, to serve people. 
I think that's way more attractive to these people than than would you like to come to Christmas Eve? You know what I mean? Right. So that's just my right. opinion. I agree. Uh, certainly, there's got to be exceptions to that rule, but I think the majority of people that's that's going to be the the thing. I mean, I've got yeah. I've got people I'm trying to reach out to that I've been trying to reach out to for years. Like, hey, come come to a service. You know, I mean, uh, I, I'm I see them couple times a month or whatever and they're always like yeah you're always trying to get me to a service but since covid started i'm like it's never been easier you don't have to come to a service like just log in even for a minute and just see what we're about um i think i think there's a lot of opportunity there as well man well again man i don't want to keep you forever but thanks so much for for catching me up and let's stay in contact i know my plane ticket's good for like a year so, so, Sweet. All right. so I'll come down after you guys figure out what you're doing, I guess, and then yeah, uh, yeah, and see where the dust settles and see the place, and so maybe sometime after Easter would be good. That's awesome. Come, yeah, yeah, I would love that. All right, Cody. Well, let's stay in contact. Appreciate you. Appreciate what you're doing for the kingdom. Yeah. Thanks, Micah. Thanks, Brad. Talk to you soon, man. Yep. Well, I hope you found as much value in that conversation as I did. I learned a lot actually in that, and it's helping me think through some things as well. So uh, I hope that you'll consider subscribing, give us a like, a share, pass this along to a pastor specifically who may be struggling in in figuring out the road ahead right now, um, especially on the West Coast, as many of our counties are still under uh, shutdown orders or, or health restrictions. And so this may help somebody. And that's my hope and prayer is that it helps somebody. God bless you. And I'll see you in the next one.